Good morning. Happy freaking Monday. If it's Monday when you're listening to this, because this does come out every single Monday, but welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. And this episode, we are going to break down one of the biggest things that has kind of had me in a chokehold in my life, I would say at least over the past couple years. And this is negative thinking. So this episode, we're going to be talking about how to rewire your brain and how to stop negative thinking in general. This is such a big deal because if you don't know how to get control of your brain, get control of your thoughts, your thoughts can run rampant. They can ruminate. You can just be thinking things that are just simply not serving you and it can just cause, it can wreak havoc in your, in your brain. And then that will just kind of show in your life in every single aspect. So if you're feeling really insecure about yourself, it's going to show up in your relationships. If you're feeling like you aren't worth anything, it's going to be showing up in your relationships. If you feel like you just don't have any confidence, it's going to be showing up in your work relationships, your friendships, your, you know, all the things. So how we are and who we show up as as people, it's so important that we work on that and we continue to grow and kind of work on ourselves each and every day because I know for a fact that you probably want to improve something in your life and getting a hold of your thinking and making sure we're not entertaining certain thoughts that just simply aren't serving us is the first way to do that. I tried to start recording this episode probably about an hour ago and it's occurring to me I need to get a hard drive because I don't even have that much stuff on my computer but I had to just go through and make sure I was deleting things that didn't need to be on my computer so that I could record this episode. So I'm going to be investing in one of those. So the reason I'm telling you this is because if I have to stop during this, I might kind of come back from my nail appointment because me and Shelby are getting our nails done at 4.30. And this is happening on a Friday when I'm sitting down and I'm recording this. So if I come back and begin recording again, not that you need to know this, but it's going to be possibly in two parts just because I wanted to start this before I left, but I kind of have to leave in 15 minutes. So not ideal, but anyways, let's get into it. This is just one little lesson though. It's like little things like this can happen in your everyday life where you are excited or you're prepared or you're ready to go ahead and do something, right? But then something annoying happens like that, for instance, where I couldn't start recording. And instead of me getting angry and getting annoyed and allowing it to ruin my day, I was like, you know what? No freaking big deal. Let me just sit here and make sure everything's all organized. I have all my podcasts episodes said save to my computer, delete the stuff that doesn't belong and then move on. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about the way that we react even in little moments like that, like little moments like that. We have to be careful with the way that we allow things to ruin our day because sometimes things that do not even need to have an ounce of anger behind them, it can really piss us off valid, but just because something isn't going the way that you wanted it to doesn't mean it's not going to work out even better. Okay. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to have, this is going to be the best podcast ever because of this. Who freaking knows? But so getting into negative thinking and thought patterns. So unfortunately this topic for me hits extremely freaking home, especially over the past couple years. So, I mean, I don't remember a time in my life where I remember struggling more with my thought patterns, feeling super lost and just being extra hard on myself, or at least a time where I've been conscious of it than the past couple years. I've just done a lot of growing over the past, like three to four years, I would say. And I've definitely had to learn how to get out of my own way. And I'm still learning how to get out of my own way. I think we are constantly going to be learning how to get out of our own way because I think as we continue to grow, change and evolve as people, we're going to be having new ways to get out of our own way. Basically, I think there's a lot of different ways that we can try to self-sabotage ourselves and a lot of different negative things that can come up from time to time. But I realized I was contributing a lot to my own misery, my own insecurities, just by the thoughts that I was thinking about constantly. And I saw this kind of play out just by not really working on myself, not really dealing with my demons, essentially. So not really sitting and 
kind of dealing with the stuff that has been bothering me or was bothering me, just kind of getting to know myself deep to the core and also just some of the habits that I had, they just weren't really serving me either. So just going through several short changes in such a short amount of time, it really forced me to kind of see all of that at once. I just think during that time or during those couple years, I saw myself being my own worst enemy and just getting in my own way. It's like, there's literally like nothing that's really that big of a deal at least to the point that I was allowing it to be. And instead of doing something about the things that were bothering me so heavily, I was just allowing myself to stay stuck in those patterns, those areas, those environments, doing the things that I already knew weren't working and continuing to do them. And instead of doing something about it, just staying there. So that is just the recipe for misery, basically, especially with negative thinking and all that. You can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. So if you're allowing yourself to stay in the same environments when you know that they're not working or relationships that you know that aren't working and you've tried and tried and tried things and it just wasn't working out for you or whatever, or you're allowing yourself to just stay and marinate in the same thoughts that you already know aren't doing anything good for you and they're not serving you, insanity, okay? Nothing good is going to come from it. I feel like negative thinking can be triggered by a number of things, but especially major life changes, being out of your comfort zone, maybe being stuck in a job that you don't necessarily enjoy, a breakup, friendships coming to an end, basically periods in your life where you may feel like you're losing a part of yourself because essentially in those moments, you kind of are a part of yourself, whether you're realizing it or not, you are losing that one part of yourself that you became so comfortable with and you became so used to, right? So whenever you lose that thing, that person, that relationship, it forces you to mourn that loss of not only that person, but the part of yourself that maybe became alive with that person. Not that that part is dead, by the way. Doesn't mean that it is, but you just have to find ways to create it again within yourself, which is so possible. But basically any time where you feel like you're forced to start over, it can be in a new location, it can be in new relationships, like I said, friendships, just a new anything. For me, this is truly when I can say this was the case and I saw myself dealing with repetitive negative thoughts or at least the beginning of it that I was able to see because I do still deal with negative thinking each and every day and it's just working to rewire your brain, literally. And I'm gonna teach you how. Well guys, I just got back, so I got my nails done. So I will give you a little bit of an update at the end. Okay, but me and Shelby, it was like thunderstorming. So I'll give you a very brief update here in the middle. Thunderstorming, I finally got my nails done. They freaking cut my finger. I'll, I'll explain more at the end, but I am back. Let's get into it. All of these things that can be looked at as negative shouldn't be looked at as negative though. And by that, I mean like big life changes or stepping out of your comfort zone. Just because they are things that do bring on that negative thinking, they are really the things that help us to grow in life. Just because bad things can be associated with these things doesn't mean that we need to look at them as negative things overall because they really are things that we should be able to get comfortable with because the more that we get comfortable with life changes or just change in general, stepping out of our comfort zone, that is when you become unstoppable. So obviously things that are sudden and random and things we're not looking forward to, like losing people and that kind of thing in our life. That's something that, you know what I mean? Obviously is looked at more negative, but we want to get more comfortable with change each and every single day, switching up our routine sometimes, going and trying a new workout class. These are all the things, like I said, just because they do bring on negative things sometimes, they really are the best things for us. I think in general, allowing yourself to be uncomfortable is a good thing. And you just have to make sure you're really working on feeling comfortable in your own skin in the process. So if you know that something makes you a little bit anxious or a little bit uncomfortable, just working on allowing yourself to just enjoy that moment. 
easier said than done, I know. But the more that you really feel that you know yourself, the more confident that you can feel in any situation, especially uncomfortable situations. So examples in this would be trying new workout classes, dating, meeting new friends, solo dates, interviewing, all these things that force us to maybe do something that we wouldn't normally do, you know? So like trying new workout classes in general, that could be anxiety inducing or something that might cause you to think a little negatively about yourself or try to talk yourself out from doing it just because you are going to be maybe, oh my God, I'm going to look so stupid. No, wrong. You are such a badass because so many people wouldn't even allow themselves to get to that point that you're allowing yourself to get just to try that new class. There is nothing wrong or nothing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with going to a class and looking like you don't know what you're doing. That's how people get to the point where they become professionals. Every single person that looks good at something now once was a beginner. Okay. So just know that it's okay to look like you don't know what you're doing because that's how you learn one. And also nothing can make you look stupid unless you allow yourself to feel stupid. Okay. Nothing is embarrassing unless you allow yourself to feel embarrassed. So going out in the middle of nowhere and yelling, woo, that's not embarrassing. Okay. I just wanted to tell you right now, I wouldn't be embarrassed doing that because one, I'm out here living. Okay. And that's probably more than most people can say. And number two, It's just showing that you're comfortable in your own skin and that's just like so amazing and so many other people would be like, all right, that's cool. Like they're going to match your vibe. They're going to be like, that person doesn't give a shit. I shouldn't either. And that is so true. No one should. So if you ever notice your own negative thinking or your own like self-limiting beliefs are holding you back from doing the things that you so desperately have wanted to do and try for so long, This is your little push reminder to just go and do those things because like your thoughts that are making you stop, like stopping yourself from getting to that point aren't even real. Like no one actually even cares. Please go and force yourself to do those things that you've been wanting to do for so long. Whether it's going on a first date, whether it's interviewing for a position that you might feel like you aren't able to get. You can only bring in the things in your life that you feel like you're worthy of. So if you're acting like you're not worthy of something, you're probably not going to get it, you know? Taking yourself out on a date by yourself might seem really uncomfortable at first if you're not used to it, but the more you do it, you're going to not even think twice about it. You're going to feel so comfortable going out and you're going to enjoy it. So the more that you force yourself to do those things that make you a little scared and make you feel a little bit out of your comfort zone, those are the things that are seriously like going to change your life. There's a quote and it is by George Adair. I don't know who he is, but I just looked this up because this quote in general is so important and it's so true. Everything that you've ever wanted is sitting on the other side of your fear. Yeah. So think about your biggest fears. Most of the time, in order for you to get what you want, you have to conquer them. So let's say it's public speaking. Once you conquer that, for some reason, you could end up being a public speaker and that's like your passion. That's like your purpose. You're meant to be speaking in front of crowds to share your story who knows so normally the things that you're so afraid of whether it's being judged or like the opinions of others it's you getting over that that's going to make you so unstoppable obviously like in general obviously but that could be everything you've ever wanted is sitting on the other side of that like you have to conquer that fear so just keep that in mind in these moments whenever you are having negative thoughts that are holding you back from maybe leaving the house or doing something fun not because you don't want to go but just because you're afraid The key overall is to just get comfortable being uncomfortable. We do this by allowing ourselves and forcing ourselves to try new things more often. Everything, and I repeat, everything is a mind game. Your mind is always going to be trying to tell you that you can't do the things that you quite literally are capable and very much so probably good at doing. Your mind just doesn't want to give you the chance to actually prove that and figure that out for yourself. The more that you allow yourself to listen to that voice, the more you'll continue to hold yourself back. Hence, self-freaking-sabotage. 
I have an episode all about self-sabotage and how to conquer that. So if you want to listen to that, go ahead and give it a listen at some point. It's just getting comfortable with the fact that you're not your thoughts and you are not that voice you keep hearing all the time. I heard another quote before that was basically like, if you were friends in real life with the voice in your head, would you continue hanging out with them? Would you? Would you continue hanging out with them? Probably not. Um, And if so, that's a sign to fix it because why, if we don't want to hang out with someone in real life, we can escape them. We're stuck with ourselves. So at the end of the day, that narrative that we're playing over and over and over and over and over is so, so crucial to our mental health, to the quality of our life, how we're showing up each and every day. You got to create that mold, mold it differently. You have to fix that in order for your life to get to where you want to go. Because why would you want to be friends with someone who's bullying you all the time and telling you that you look stupid and that your outfit sucks and that you look fat and you actually aren't pretty? Like, no, you wouldn't be friends with that person. So that's just a huge, huge sign to look inward. And I know how hard it is. Believe me, I know how hard it is whenever you're having thoughts like that. So just know those thoughts aren't real. Those thoughts aren't fact. They're just thoughts. And we don't have to resonate with them. We don't have to give them any more time than they just come through. You just look at your thought and let it go in one ear, not the other. We do not need to sit there and allow it to live and literally just live rent free in our heads constantly. The more that we think about something, the more real it becomes. How many thoughts do you think that we have a day? Seriously, how many thoughts? The average person has about 48.6 thoughts per minute. Per minute. Per minute. Like, are you for real? Okay. Totaling to 70,000 thoughts a day. So if that's one crazy, but like, tell me 70,000 thoughts that you have each day are like valid thoughts. No, they're stupid thoughts, thoughts that you don't even control. You're not thinking all day, like, oh, I'm going to think about this. They're just coming in and out. Right. So if something's just flowing in and out, why are we going to sit and just like act like, oh my God, that is so me that says so much about me that I just had this thought oh my gosh this means I'm the worst person ever no and I'm not trying to poke fun or anything at this at all because I know how serious and detrimental this is to your mental health and it's this is why I'm trying to just like really prove that like I've been here I understand how it is and the quicker that you're able to put a freaking fork in that the quicker you're going to be able to actually breathe and not feel like your life is falling apart so you could imagine how dark your life could become if you're identifying with every single thought that you have You are not your thoughts. You never were. You never will be. I promise. Most of our thoughts are preconditioned thoughts that we don't even think one second about, whether it's from something we saw on social media, whether it's something that we saw on TV, something that we saw in passing in our everyday lives, something that we heard years ago and we never even thought about that's just popping up out of nowhere. Or a lot of those could be good thoughts too, but you get the point. However, you can become your thoughts unintentionally, depending on the amount of time and the energy that you allow yourself to give to them and magnify the ones that maybe weren't worth more than 0.2 seconds of your attention. Just because you have a subconscious thought doesn't mean it needs to resonate with you, but the longer that you allow yourself to focus on it can really have a positive or negative effect on your life. And that's why learning how to control or rewire your thoughts and taking the time to understand that just because you're observing a thought doesn't make it you and it doesn't mean it holds any significance is so important. So I'm going to teach you how to rewire your thoughts and what exactly has helped me personally. And I'm going to share like basically a couple of different things that I think back on 
in moments where I do struggle the most. And these are things that I use each and every day when I have issues with it that I promise are gonna actually change your life if you allow them to. The first point is allow yourself to observe your thoughts with no judgments. Imagine that you're just a bystander in your own mind. The quicker we're able to get real with ourselves about the type of thoughts that we're having, the quicker we're able to notice the thoughts that aren't serving us and what we want to change. So in these moments, we want to replace a negative thought with a positive thought. So an example of this would be if you notice yourself always being super hard on yourself and maybe you say, I'm so awkward as an example, whether it's in social settings or whatever, replace that with I'm so easy to talk to. I'm confident in my interactions with others. I am confident. In these moments when your brain is just kind of spitting out this trash to you and you're noticing that you're having these thoughts like, oh my God, I'm being awkward. Oh my God, I'm like this. Oh my God, I'm so stupid. No, I'm so intelligent. I'm so ugly. I'm so beautiful. Like literally you, all you have to do is rewire it and it sounds so silly, but the more that you do it, it will become second nature. And at first you might be like, oh, okay, I don't actually believe this yet. Why would you? Because you've been literally conditioning yourself to think the complete opposite for God knows how long. It's just you doing it repetitively that is going to completely replace that thought. So we can't completely get rid of a habit. So if we're, if our habit is talking to ourselves negatively, we can't fully get rid of that. We have to replace it with talking to ourselves positively. The way we talk to ourselves in general is so important and you might not even think it's that deep. But it is. Um, so even let's say that you're with your friends and you constantly are kind of nitpicking at yourself. You're poking fun at yourself to be funny. It's not funny because it's actually resonating with you. So if you're constantly saying, oh, I look so stupid today. Oh, my God, I, I hate my outfit. Like you that's really just sitting home with you. Like, would you say that to your friend for real? Would you say that to your friend if you saw her, oh, your outfit looks so stupid today? You never would. You want to talk to yourself literally the way that you would talk to your friend. And. It really is that deep because all these little insults, even if they're jokes or whatever, they're showing, it's just kind of creating that habit of the way that you talk down to yourself. And it does unfortunately resonate and hit a little deeper than just that. And not that you can't ever poke fun at yourself or whatever, but I don't do that ever anymore. I never do that. I always try to be super conscious with the words that I say because they, your words really go a long way and way farther than you think that they do. So just trying not to talk to yourself a way that you wouldn't talk to your friend. You're having a bad day. How would you talk to your friend? What advice would you give your friend in that moment? Seriously, what advice? Because I know for a fact that you wouldn't be like talking to your friend. Oh my God, you never get anything done. Are you ever going to show up and do things the way that we want them to get done? Are you ever going to do this? Are you ever going to do this the right way? Why, why do you constantly make promises to yourself and you never keep them? Obviously, there's things that we want to improve on. And especially if you're making promises and you're not keeping them to yourself, that's one thing. But instead of talking to yourself that way, which I know that we all do and we all can do, you want to talk to yourself the way that you talk to your friend in that moment. So, hey, I'm so sorry that you had a bad day today. You gave it your all. You literally tried your best and your best is acceptable. Like, I understand that you did everything that you could today to show up and that's that's fine. I would tell my friend to order her favorite takeout, put on her favorite show, get a shower, put on her PJs and just relax and put your phone off. Like if you need a minute, you need a minute. That's what I would tell my friend. So if that's what I would tell my friend, why would I not be taking that and giving myself that advice? If not even giving myself more love because you should be loving yourself. That is my point. Negative thoughts, negative thinking, self-limiting beliefs are all literally like completely eliminated whenever you bring self-love and affirmations and self-confidence into the game. 
okay? So just really working on those is super important. When you recognize yourself being repetitively unnecessarily hard on yourself, the goal is to interrupt that negative behavior with the alternative. Even if you don't believe it right away, the more that you do it, I promise you it will become second nature. So again, you want to replace that habit of essentially bullying yourself all day, whether this has to do with body image, personality, insecurities, whatever it may be. And when you catch yourself being hard on yourself, interrupt it with the opposite. You don't necessarily have to say this out loud unless you want to. You can talk out loud. That would be a good way to kind of, if you have like the ability to, you could be like, listen, no, we're not talking to ourselves like this today. You're, you are this, that, blah, 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 or whatever. But obviously a lot of the time you could be at work or you could be around people and you don't want to just start talking out loud, saying stuff like that to yourself. So in those moments, you would just say it in your head. But some of the best ways to work on these is with daily affirmations and journaling. Your thoughts, especially whenever you notice yourself being harder on yourself so much, it helps with getting your thoughts on paper, aka making it easier for you to understand your thoughts and fix because it is harder to run from them once you see them written out right in front of you. You know what I mean? It's pretty easy to dissociate whenever you're not actually writing things down. That's why journaling is life-changing because it really helps you get real with yourself in a way that you won't if you don't take the time to do it. You owe it to yourself to take literally five minutes to do that journaling. I promise it isn't going to be as bad as you think it is. It's actually going to feel really good and it's going to have long lasting effects on your life. That's going to just change everything for the better. Daily affirmations is pretty much what I was already explaining to you with like reversing a thought. So if you have like, I am the worst or like I am ugly, you basically, we don't want to say that as an affirmation. That's like trash. That is literally garbage. Okay. They need to come pick it up every Tuesday when they pick up my freaking trash bin. Okay. That's how I feel about that. But basically you want to be saying to yourself something positive. So it would be all the qualities maybe that you know that you love about yourself. I am creative or things that you want to traits that you want to acquire or traits that you want to resonate with, even if maybe you don't right now. So if you want to be good at public speaking, I am great at talking in front of others. I am great at telling stories. I am, you know, anything, all the good things. You get the point. All those things. I always recommend like writing it in your journal, maybe just a couple in the morning. You want to make it a habit that you are taking the time to love yourself. It sounds cheesy, but I promise it's worth it. Okay, you need to do it. At first, I didn't really fully understand like affirmations when I first started doing them. And I was like, oh, I don't know how this is actually going to like have a difference in my life or anything, right? It does, I promise. And you might not notice it today, tomorrow, next week, next month, but you will notice it at a random day where you're like, holy shit, like I am a boss ass bitch. Like I am taking over the world. Okay. I got all it. Like you're just going to feel super confident in yourself or whatever. Okay. doesn't matter if you're a girl. It doesn't matter. But the whole point is that you were going to feel very confident and comfortable in your own skin. And it's because all of these thoughts that you're taking the time to condition your brain with each and every day, you are telling that to yourself. It is becoming a habit to talk to yourself in a positive way. The more that you do that, you are not going to be allowing people that don't talk to you with that same regard in your life, which is again, a blessing. If someone doesn't speak to you the way that you would want to speak to others or speak to yourself, they are not someone who should be in your life. Honestly, what I do with affirmations, I have a couple that I wrote out and I actually framed. So I have them in my bathroom each and every morning and I just see it when I'm in there. I'm a very visual person. So if I'm not seeing it, I might forget to do it. So by me seeing it, I will do it every time that I see it. So sometimes it's even more than once a day. And then at night, something I've been really trying to get better at because I always love when I do it is just like checking in with myself before I go to bed, like reflecting on the day, like, hey, this is what happened today. You could have improved on this, but it's okay. We'll try better tomorrow. Like just checking in with yourself and getting comfortable talking to yourself in a nice way. 
there's nothing weird about it. Like you are literally stuck with yourself for the rest of your life. It's not weird to talk to yourself. It's definitely not weird for you to check in. Like you are the only one that's working with yourself each and every day to get the dream life that you want to have. You have to get comfortable. One, complimenting yourself. Two, conditioning your brain the way that you want it to be. And three, reflecting and checking in with you because if you don't do that more you're just going to keep running from things that maybe you don't want to bring in with you to the next chapter of your life but by not reflecting on them they will come with you until you face them I really didn't mean to like quote Michael Jackson right now (laughs) okay this was not part of the plan but man in the mirror by Michael Jackson for some reason just resonated with me like came out of nowhere in my head and I feel like I have to say it so I'm asking, or I'm looking at the man in the mirror, I'm asking him to change his ways, right? You're looking in the mirror, you're literally asking yourself to change. There's something that you probably want to change about yourself. No message could have been any clearer, like you talking to yourself and wanting to change something. So if you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make the change. Because if you're not starting with you, you can't change anything. You can't be sitting here unhappy with the way that you are and wanting the world to change. Okay, it all starts from within. It all starts with the way that you treat people each and every day. I'm not trying to go on a spiel right now, but I just felt like that was really important to include because it just goes hand in hand with getting comfortable talking to yourself in the mirror, looking at yourself in the mirror, getting comfortable with your reflection, getting comfortable with loving the person that you are. Brings me to my next point, which is what you focus on grows, which is honestly the whole point of this episode. Whatever you're focusing on each and every day in your in your mind is going to grow, whether that's positive thoughts or negative thoughts. So it's super important to be mindful of the repetitive narrative in your head and what you allow yourself to focus on. If you're having super negative thoughts, especially at the start of your day and you're just mad and angry, you're going to have a super negative day. You're going to attract all the negative things that are happening in your day. You're going to see them way more clearly. You're not going to be seeing all the good things that are happening to you because you're out here looking for the negative. Negative attracts negative. Positive attracts positive. So if you have positive thoughts and you're very grateful and you're making an effort to really like be grateful at the beginning of your day and doing the things to make sure that you're kind of in a good headspace and a good vibe, you are more likely to have a good day, see the positive in each and every day, see all the things that you should be grateful for and all the good things that are actually happening for you and working out for you right in front of your eyes that you might be blind to seeing if you're just angry because what we are looking for, we see always. So if we're constantly looking for something, you're going to see that thing. So just getting really familiar with what it is that you do want to see because you're going to be in control a little bit of what you are seeing each and every day. So getting comfortable and kind of rewiring and reconditioning our thoughts in this way is going to be super important because you don't want to be having negative thoughts and attracting negative each and every day. You're going to be miserable. You're going to be depressed. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be hating your life. I have been there. You need to really get real with yourself whenever you notice these things happening because you are the only one that can help you fully and pull yourself out of those and get the help that you need if you are in situations like that. It doesn't have to be a rainy year, okay? It doesn't have to be a year of rain. It can be a year of sunshine and butterflies if you allow it. You just have to get real with yourself and you have to allow yourself to take the time to fix what has not been working for so long. And that is your thoughts. We have to be super mindful even about what we allow ourselves to listen to every day. So this could be music, the people that we hang out with, podcast, whatever, right? So if it's music, if we're listening to sad music, you're more likely to be sad. If you're listening to upbeat music, you're more likely to be happy. Apparently, like certain music is like made at a frequency that is really bad for our mood and just brings us down. So 
I love sad music. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I really freaking do. But I noticed the more that I listened to sad songs, the more sad I was. The more sad memories I allowed myself to condition my brain with each and every day before I start my day. If I'm getting ready and driving to work, listening to sad music. You have to be mindful even in those cases of when you're allowing your energy to be affected because your energy is being affected by the stuff that we listen to, unfortunately. So even podcasts, I think podcasts are amazing to positively affect our mental health and just like our overall state, our overall mindset, because it's constantly keeping us learning in a growth mindset, keeping your mind kind of open to other perspectives and just things that you can improve on. Like I love podcasts so much. And honestly, I have so many that I could recommend to you. But highly, highly recommend finding podcasts that you enjoy. Obviously, if you're listening to mine, you are into them a little bit. And I really appreciate you listening to mine. So thank you if you are listening. But I have a ton like self-help ones. So if you want, I will like post it somewhere or I'll do an episode on that. And then going back to the whole people thing, if you're hanging around negative people who are constantly complaining, whether it's a coworker, a friend, whatever it may be, you're going to notice maybe sometimes when you finish being with that person, you might feel icky. You might feel like, oh my God, like that was draining. Yeah, because like imagine just like being around a vibe that's pretty negative. You know what I mean? It's not going to make you feel super good. So just being mindful of our energy in each and every way because our energy and our peace is very, very priceless. So allowing our energy being, what's the word? Being intentional with what we put our energy into is what I'm trying to say. And also just being more mindful. Okay. The more that we're around positive people to make me feel good. I love this. Like I feel on top of the world. Like I feel empowered. I feel just like it's helping me grow as a person. That's what you want. That's what you want. If you have a coworker named freaking Julie, who is the worst and never stops freaking bickering or talking about politics or something, don't talk to her. Okay. Take some damn space. And if someone at work is giving you crap constantly, this happened to me. I've had people like give me crap at work before. I literally just look at them like they're stupid <laughs> and just, and I'll kind of be like, okay, like, what is your point? Like, what, what, what's your point with this? You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? And because in general, I think, I don't even know. I had someone who was really giving me crap at one of my jobs and it was really funny. Actually, she would yell at me about like the dumbest stuff. And I got to a point where it was driving me crazy and I just started being kind of rude back to her not in a way where it was like really a bad thing but I was just kind of like I'm not putting up with your crap you know what I mean unfortunately with some negative people in the workplace you do have to kind of put your foot down a little bit and just show them that you're not going to allow them to walk all over you like I don't care how much older you are than me I'm not dealing with it Jolie back off okay get a hobby okay I don't need to be micromanaged thank you very much but at the end of the day nothing is personal so however that person's treating you says a lot more about them than it does about you so just allowing yourself to stick up for yourself in subtle respectable ways when needed okay we don't need people walking all over us but we're also not mean we absorb the things that we feed ourselves daily like a sponge so just being mindful of what that consists of. Another example, if you work a job that you don't like, it's important to be mindful of your thoughts while you're there all day. Example being, oh, I hate my job. I wish I didn't have to work. I don't want to be here. It's a very scary narrative to keep replaying in your head all day long if you're not actually taking any action to change it. I'm laughing because I'm literally talking about myself. I've done this for so long and it's just funny because I wrote this down and I'm like, Michaela, you're literally talking about yourself. You did this to yourself for years, like literally years, even up until this year. So I know just how important it is to make sure that you're not doing this because it's not, 
not a good place to live, okay? But even if it's a job that you don't necessarily enjoy, you want to make sure that you're creating some sort of game plan to get out of it to try to set yourself up to keep a good mindset, maybe whenever you are at work. So what I mean by that would be making sure that you have a good morning, making sure you're doing the things, you're waking up earlier to get your mind right before you go to work. Because if your mind is so bad when you're there for eight, nine hours of the day or whatever, you want to make sure that you're doing something to make yourself feel good before you go to work, showing yourself that you have other things that are making you happy outside of your job and finding ways for you to completely ground yourself and just go in there and be like, you know what? It doesn't really matter. It's not that deep. I'm going to work. I'm making money and it's going to be a good day. And basically just allowing yourself to enjoy your day. It can be hard once you're there, especially if it's a job that you don't like, but it's just being mindful of your thoughts all day long and just trying to work on that. And I will share some things here in the episode to help with that. But instead of being like, oh my God, I don't want to go to work. You would say instead, I like to yourself, I get to go to work today and possibly make a difference in someone's life. I'm making money to pay my bills. This won't be my reality forever. You're just changing the inner narrative that you're telling yourself. You don't have to be so negative about it. You can understand like, this isn't my reality forever, but I'm very grateful to have a job right now and like pay my bills and honestly be able to make a difference in someone's life because that is powerful. And I am very grateful for the job that I have, even if it's not the job that I want long-term, I am very, very grateful for it. And I do enjoy it to a degree. So just allowing ourselves to see the whole picture and not just that one little negative part of the picture that we keep replaying on repeat. Next point, if you're not going to care about it in five years, don't think about it for more than five minutes. It sounds so much easier said than done, but I will always tell myself to just let it go. When I am just cannot get a thought out of my head or I'm just overthinking something, I have to eventually just be like, Michaela, let it go. Like it really doesn't matter that much. You're not going to care about this in a couple years. No one cares about this as much as you do. So just stop, just stop thinking about it. Thinking about anything for too long is just not productive and it's just never going to have any positive outcome. But I'll tell myself that simply because I know that no one else is caring about it as much as you think that they are. So an example for this could be, let's say you have an interaction that you didn't like with someone. Maybe you said something that you thought was stupid, whether it was at work with a stranger, romantic. This can be such a quick, easy interaction. And not everyone will resonate with this. I don't think maybe someone, maybe most people will, but this could be just even in passing. You say something to a stranger and you think it sounds stupid. (laughs) Like it's so dumb. Okay, but this can happen. You guys know what I'm talking about. Moral of the story, no one is thinking about you as much as you think that they are because they are thinking about themselves the same way you were thinking about yourself. So think about the way that we think about ourselves each and every day. That person, anyone else is thinking about themselves in the exact same way that we are thinking about us. So they are pretty much doing the same thing. No one actually cares. It's not that deep ever. Okay, you got to let it go. You got to let it go, babe. I promise. Also, we can never take anything personal ever because most of the time that it isn't, it could be that person projecting and we can never make assumptions ever because we don't actually know. So why waste our time sitting here assuming acting like we know anything about it? Let me give you an example. So this could be that girl sounded rude when she said that to me. Like, I know sometimes people say things, they come off a certain way, especially whenever we're in certain moods, we're going to take things a certain way. You know what I mean? But one, it could just be that that's the way that that girl talks. Two, you have no clue what she's going through in her life. She could be having the worst day and trying her best. You have no clue what's going on in her life. You have no idea. Three, maybe she is rude. Either way, it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with her. Don't let it ruin your vibe and mood. We cannot let people with bad vibes ruin our good vibes. You know, we can't let our vibe be that easily flipped. We got to be able to stand our ground. And that all comes from being confident in ourselves, loving ourselves, 
having a good mindset and again just making sure we're not having those negative thoughts because the more negative thinking the more prone we are to just allowing something like that to completely ruin our day play victim oh my god everyone's out to get me unfortunately I grew up in a household with someone who was literally with that type of mindset you know what I mean so I understand what it's like and it's not somewhere it's not a place you want to constantly be living in with that kind of mindset next point is to be where your feet are This is the easiest reminder to always stay present and enjoy the moment right in front of us. I have used this so, so, so many times in my life in my most anxious or dark-minded moments to just help keep myself grounded. It is so easy to get caught up in our own thoughts or our own lives. So being intentional and focusing on the moment that I'm living in, it's always helped and kept me from getting overwhelmed or helped me deal with anxiety or negative thinking when it's really, really hard for me to kind of flip out of that in the moment that I'm dealing with it. This little saying, be where your feet are, has truly helped bring me out of some of those moments. All you got to do is just look down at your feet, you know? So even if like you're in a moment where you're feeling a little anxious, be where your feet are when you think it reminds you to just look at your feet. You're like, okay, I'm here right now. So why am I allowing myself to be worrying about other things that aren't currently in this moment in front of me and causing me to neglect the moment that I'm living in? You're never getting this moment back. That's the thing that scares me the most, I think, into reality when I'm having thoughts like that. Like, this is for real. Like, this thought or this moment that you're having, like, why are you letting that go? Like, enjoy this time with whoever you're with, for real. They say that anxiety is caused by living in the future. And they say that depression is caused by living in the past. I don't mean to sound harsh because I know what both of those feel like. And I've felt both of those. And I know how shitty they both are. But I can say that that saying has really stuck with me. Like I know for a fact when I'm anxious, it is because I'm thinking too much about the future and things that are out of my control. If you can't control it, don't think about it for more than two seconds. Like for real, that's another thing I think about all the time. Like if I can't control it, why am I thinking about it? You know what I mean? Like there's no point. It's not serving me in a positive way. And depression, anytime I've ever felt super sad, like over the top sad, and especially in like, let's say like a, obviously there's a bunch of different states when it comes to that, but is because I'm focused too much on the past or I'm just focusing on certain things or just, again, things that I can't control. I think that can cause you to get into depression as well when you're just focusing on anything that you can't control. But be where your feet are has truly helped me stay in my body and out of my head, which to me is so priceless. And it's literally a five word saying, like write this stuff down. And the last thing I want to leave you with is the power of one more. It kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with that, but it's different. So that little saying there is a book by Ed Milet, which is one of my favorite podcasters, people in general. I listen to his podcast each and every week. I share it a lot on my Instagram. If you happen to see it, like I seriously like him posting it because you should listen to that. Like it's so good. They're always so good. But he just has so many good perspectives. And The Power of One More is the name of his book that he wrote. I have not read it, but it is basically forcing you to really be mindful with each moment and not take one for granted. So I'm going to explain exactly what this means, but it goes hand in hand with something that happened with his father because his father was an alcoholic, I believe. But let me read you this. I'm reading you just a little excerpt from the introduction to the book, but he said at its core, the power of one more is about your willingness to do one more rep, make one more phone call, get up one hour earlier, build one more relationship or do one more thing for whatever your situation calls for. You can find your best life by doing one more than the world expects from you. Basically, he says that like figuring out where to begin with your life and like changing things can feel daunting. Most people are under the impression there are thousands of different things they must do to change their lives, but nothing could be further from the truth. 
begin with one more. You're a lot closer to changing your life than you think. You're one more meeting, one more relationship, one more decision, one more action, or one more thought from leading the life that you deserve. The power of one more challenges you to become hyper-focused and addicted to searching for the one mores in your life. The more you begin to see them and then execute the actions to realize them, the more your life will change. There's so much that goes into this. I'm just reading you a very small amount, but whenever I heard this, I'm pretty sure I like came across Ed Milet as a guest on somebody else's podcast once. And I have fallen into his own podcast and I need to read his book. And I just, it's, he's just so freaking good. Like you need to go listen to him for real. But basically this has helped me instead of dreading something, maybe you helps you to find ways to be grateful for it. Like imagine like, for instance, this is honestly a way I've applied it to my life. Like I'm going to work at my job that I don't like. I literally just imagine, all right, this is the last day I've ever have to do this. This is the, imagining that this is the last day ever, maybe of your life or the last day that you'll ever have to do this thing. How would you treat it if it was the last time you only had to do this one more time? You would give it your all, right? You would give it your all. And that is the whole point of this thing. It forces you to constantly show up your best and always be giving your all to moments, even if maybe you wouldn't have otherwise because you're not wanting to do them or whatever, which is valid. But the power of one more has just really helped me, one, take advantage of moments that maybe I wouldn't have fully taken advantage of forces me to fully allow myself to enjoy phone calls that maybe I wouldn't have really enjoyed if it's with someone that maybe stresses me out a little bit. The power of one more. Imagine this is the last time that you're ever going to talk to this person. How would you want to talk to them? You know, like imagine, like, I don't know, this is just the way I've applied it to my life. And it's really, really helped me with negative thinking because instead of me coming in with negative thoughts, it almost forces me to be grateful for this moment again, just because you never know, like this could always be your last one. So just giving it, imagining that this is just the one more time that you ever have to do this. You're just doing it one more time. And that forces you to show up your best each and every day and ultimately becoming your best. I need to read his book. Like I really, really do. But you can pretty much read it on Google from what I just found. I looked up the book and that's how I was reading it. Like it comes up on Google. So you could read it for free possibly if that's what you want to do or you can just buy it. But the more positive that your thoughts are, the more positive your mind is, the more positive your life is. You see what I'm doing here? Everything is interconnected. You are like you attract what you are. You are what you attract. So really focusing from within, because if you're not attracting the things that you want in your life, the job opportunities, the um, relationships, the friendships that you want, the place that you're at in life, you just aren't happy with it. You got to start with you because that's going to get you where you want to go. And that starts with making you a priority for real. That is it for today. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. I wanted to just share a little bit about obviously negative thinking and the ways that I've been able to kind of recondition my brain a little bit because I have came a long way with that. And I'm going to tell you, I've been dealing with it for a minute. So these are all things that really help to ground me and just make me kind of become the person that I know that I am, not the person that my mind's trying to tell me that I am. Please let me know if you did enjoy it though. I would love to hear from you guys in the comments. If you loved it, please rate the podcast five stars. And please, if you do listen to the podcast, I would love if you downloaded the episodes. Downloads really, really help the podcast as well. Mental health tip of the week would just be to be mindful of your thoughts, literally just going hand in hand with this podcast episode, just really trying to be conscious of the thoughts that you're thinking this week. And if you notice yourself thinking something that isn't necessarily serving you, interrupt it with a positive thought and just continue that on. So the life update. Okay. I'll finally give you a little life update. I'm trying to keep this episode a little bit shorter because I want to see what you guys think about the shorter episodes, but basically I ended up going to get my nails done. I went to get my nails done yesterday with Shelby. This is just a random little thing I'm telling you, but we went to go somewhere and 
it was a place that is really, really good with nails. Like they are known for that. So we went there and it was really dirty inside. They gave us the worst pedicure. I can't say the worst pedicure I've ever had because I got a pedicure once that gave me an infection. Okay. But it was a bad one. It wasn't super great. Um, but it was taking so long that we literally had to go back to a different place today to get our nails done. Cause we sat there for like 30 minutes and they're like, it's just going to be five more minutes to sit there. And we were like, okay. And then it was like 30 minutes. So we just got our nails done today. They're super cute. I got like a light pink chrome. They're my birthday nails. Like my birthday is coming up May 13th. A, A. Whoop, whoop. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited. But I will be going home for my birthday to Pennsylvania, which I told you guys about. And that's coming up pretty damn quick. So basically that's the, that's the whole tea there. But we got our nails done today. And then me and Shelby were sitting in there and it was thunderstorming. And we were like, what the heck? is going on. Like, and I hate driving in the rain, especially downpouring or something. I drive a Prius. It's very low to the ground. I've been in accidents in the rain. It just is not a vibe for me. It just stresses me out. So at first I was like, let's just go home. But we ended up going right next door to a place to get the best spicy spuds. That's what they're called. They're called spicy spuds. I freaking love them and got some wings and we got a drink. And then she went to the gym like a psychopath. I don't know how she goes to the gym with alcohol in her system. Okay. Like I just couldn't even imagine. She was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I literally am just such a baby when it comes to that kind of thing. But honestly, we had one drink, you know what I mean? I came back and recorded the podcast and I'm just totally fine. So I'm sure it wasn't that big of a deal, but I just feel like when I have alcohol, I told her, I was like, I just feel like it makes me sluggish and I don't want to do anything, which obviously it's a depressant. So like that would make sense. But Anyways, so we were there just chilling for a second and having a little bit of a night and then obviously it came back and finished the podcast. So that is the tea. That is the update for the weekend currently, but I told you guys I will be going home for my birthday. So I am excited for that to see family and stuff and Abby and Alex will be coming up from Raleigh, which are my best friends. So I will be actually driving back to Raleigh with them, spending a couple days there and then flying back to Austin. So a little bit of a traveling situation, if you will, but I'm pretty freaking excited. I love birthdays. I love like doing stuff for my birthday. So I'm very excited just in general right now, but that is all for today's episode. I hope that you guys have a freaking great start to your week. And I just want to remind you that you can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. Okay. I love you so much. I will see you next Monday.